Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. The truth. I'll set you free. You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. That's not how the force works. Uh, oh, really? You're cold? I'm going to make him an offer again. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Hasta la vista, baby. I don't have friends. I got family. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello and welcome back to the Creative Control Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Kenan, and thank you for joining us once again. It's been a minute. So uh, joining me on today's show, we have Neil and Sasha. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing good, doing good. good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, we've had a little hiatus of the show recently. Um, life life gets in the way. It doesn't find a way. It gets in the way. Um, I, I've been prepping for my wedding coming up uh, next month and stuff like that. And uh, every time I've messaged someone, people are like ill and not available and stuff like that. And it's just like, wow, it just took us a while to get back together. But we're here. We're back. Um, we're going to be weekly. Uh, we're going to be dropping episodes um, every Thursday. Um, again, as long as life doesn't <laughs> take too much of a turn. But we're, yeah, we're going to be back. We're coming back with you with movie news, reviews, um, and our creative casting. And we're going to come back with some little uh, nugget episodes as well, where we're going to start doing some quizzes and uh, movie drafts and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, lots, lots happening in the background. So, but yeah, we're here today. And I thought, you know, there's what better way to get back into the groove of things to basically talk about movie news and reviews that, because we haven't chatted in a while, right? So we've seen loads of movies, um, you know, starting with like Ant-Man, probably all the way up to Creed and 65 and Scream. We need to talk about those. We've had all the awards going on, award season and who won, who's won what. So yeah, so let, let's dive in. So I think... Let's start with a movie which we saw a little while ago, which kicked off the kind of that, you know, winter, spring season of the movies. Um, God, when was Ant-Man? Was that about February, right? February. February. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, had a mix, it's had a mixed reaction. Um, some people have enjoyed it. I think mm-hmm. most people have kind of enjoyed it. But at the same time, it's, I don't think it's at the bar which MCU movies should be at. Um, it's had a real tough time on uh, 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 Rotten Tomatoes and scores like that. Um, is, it, is it the worst rated now? It's no second. It's in like the second bottom of like worst rated MCU films. Right. So is Eternal still bottom? I don't know if Eternals is at the bottom, but I know that those those two films are the two films that are n- not ranked fresh in right. Okay. okay, so right, well, let's kind of break it down and give our thoughts. So, a man of the Wasp Quantum Mania, it's for me, it started quite well. Um, you know, it does jump straight into it in the action. It doesn't hang about. You know, we get into the quantum realm. You know, pretty quick, um, but. Oh, I don't know. All right, let me break it down like this. So 
in terms of the vibe of the movie, I definitely got sort of like Star Wars and Rick and Morty vibes. Uh, definitely got that throughout the movie. Um, it was written by Jeff Loveness, who actually wrote quite a few episodes of Rick and Morty. So that kind of makes sense uh, when we're talking about, you know, different realms, reality and all that kind of stuff. There's, you know, that's a good place to start. Um, and I definitely kind of got that Star Wars vibe in terms of like the creatures and the planet yeah. and the world building that they were doing and that kind of stuff. Um I definitely got that. Um, But for me, the movie kind of lacked consequences. And I think that was kind of the overriding feeling when I came out of it. So Kang's supposed to be the big bad. The trailer showed him as the big bad. You know, they've said, you know, he's going to be the guy they're going to be fighting against. And, you know, he said in the trailer even, you know, it's like, have I killed you before? You know, and stuff like that. In the movie, he's like, are you the one with the hammer? And I'm not sure he's talking about Thor. I'm wondering if he's talking about Captain America going back with the hammer, like he did the the end of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's Thor. Um, but yeah, but then they just they kind of beat him, mm. and that's done. And then the portal opens up, and they go back home. And it's like, oh, okay, that 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 was quite easy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I did not expect that ending. I was expecting a much darker ending. In a sense of, I thought Scott was going to sacrifice to stay in the quantum realm. Mm. That's kind of where I was going to be the same with it. So, you know, Casey reopens the portal at the end of the movie, and it's like, well, hang on, how do you know that Kang didn't win? So you've opened the portal. Kang could have just gone out. Taking a leap of faith there that <laughs> Scott no, no, Kang, no, you're taking a leap of faith that, that Ant Man beat Kang. The Kang, do you know what I'm saying? It's just like let me just open the pool. Let me let me see if they're there. Let me see who's alive and stuff. But yeah, I just um, yeah, I don't know about it. And I'm wondering if they've changed the direction and tone of the movie in a sense that they were doing reshoots in January of this year for this movie. So they were seen on set in America. And it's the bit where he's carrying the like Baskin Robbins cake and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm wondering how much did they actually change? Was it just they had to do some pickup shots? But the whole scene with them in the the restaurant and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff that was all just shot in January, literally a month before this movie was released. So I find that very very telling. I would say. But anyway, that. so what did you guys think of the movie? You know what? I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. It was just, it's a movie that exists. The best, the best way I can describe it is, and it's going to sound horrible. It's going to sound like I did dislike the film is, you know how you have a TV show and then sometimes you have filler episodes. Mm -hmm. This felt like a filler movie. That's all it really was. It was like, it's a, it's a filler movie, you know, because it didn't really do much for establishing anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, on, on the real, it didn't really establish anyone. It didn't establish Ant-Man as anything more than what he already is. It didn't establish Kang as being the villain. Like I, I find, I think the problem, I think one of the problems is you can't hype up Kang in all the press releases and all the trailers and in all the any any time Kang is mentioned by someone working for M, for Marvel at MTU, Kang is put forward as the, the guy. You know, they were like, "Oh, you thought Thanos was the guy? 
Mm-hmm. Wait till you see Kang. And we've seen Kang twice. The, and and the thing is, what makes it worse is this version of Kang from Ant-Man was supposed to be the guy. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be the one of all the Kangs. He's mm-hmm. the one that is like, nah, let's keep away from this guy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that. I didn't get a sense of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know they shot the post credit scene where there's like, I know, a hundred different Kangs and they mm-hmm. showed us all these variants. So there are of him. Yeah. But, you know, that wasn't, I mean, maybe it's my own fault in terms of my expectation, but that wasn't what I was looking for or hoping for from this yeah. movie. You know, I want you to establish a Kang, which I can get on board with. And mm. then I expected that Kang to be fighting other Kangs, but to just bring him in and get him wiped out in one movie and the right, we're going to move on to the next one. Mm. It's like, you know, where's the gravitas to that? You yeah. know? So yeah, it just seemed like a strange choice. Yeah. Isn't he just really tiny though? How do you mean? As in, didn't he just get sucked in to a smaller version of the quantum world? Potentially. Um, mm. That isn't necessarily really explained. He still could be there. Um, yeah, in the I, I don't think he's dead. I think he's, yeah. I think he's just small. Smaller. Just, he's just gone further down. Yeah, yeah. no, that might be, that might be something. They didn't. They didn't like kill him. Kill him. That that was my mm. understanding of it. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, mm. yeah, a mixed bag, really. Um, yeah, writer of Rick and Morty, it shows, and I mm-hmm. mean that in negative light. Uh, nothing against Rick and Morty. It's just that that guy can write twenty minute episodes. He's just ready for a feature film. And if he's mm-hmm. a writer of Avengers, they need to turn around, sack his ass, and get someone else because mm-hmm. feature films. This film lacks actual story arcs for any of the characters. Mm-hmm. And mainly yeah. no one had a clear cut story arc. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the in mm-hmm. the movie. Ant Man was taken a backseat in his own movie. One of the biggest problems I had with Black Widow, worst MCU movie ever made in my opinion. Um literally it's called Ant Man, not Ant Man and Co. You know what I mean? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fair enough. It's called Ant Man. Oh, it's Man. actually called Ant Man and the Wasp, and the Wasp was hardly in it. <laughs> yeah, and, and she was in, even in it less. So it was like, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the thing is, I don't have a problem with the making it an ensemble. It's just that mm-hmm. if you're dealing with the quantum realm and you're going epic, commit. That should have been a three hour mm-hmm. movie. It should have had, mm-hmm. everyone should have had their own personal journeys with whatever they want to do, whatever they're overcoming, etc. You should have built the universe of the quantum realm because you met different sets of people. You had these people. You had Bill Murray with these people. It's like Lord of the Rings with the elves and this people doing mm. that thing. You're, you're going for epic sci-fi here, which is mm. what the promise, that's the promise they made. They're like, we're going to go off on something epic. That's Avenger-level mm. threat. Yeah, I mean, okay, we're going into a quantum world. We needed something where it's like Lawrence of Arabia, Dune, fucking Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. because it's not just about Scott Lang. Like Star Wars, original Mm -hmm. Star Wars, who's the lead? Smart Camel, Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's our guy. Yeah, it's an ensemble because he comes Mm -hmm. across different characters, but. Do you know what I mean? And that's fine with what they were going to do because we we had Hank, we had, um, you know, I mean, all these different people that they built up over time Mm -hmm. off of the thing. Don't have a problem with that, but don't let Michelle Pfeiffer overshadow fucking Paul Rudd. You know what I mean? So, excuse me. 
use the language there. Don't 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 do that. Give you know when they do Lord of the Rings, like Frodo jumping, or you make an Ant Man movie and have everyone mm-hmm. else just be the side characters around Ant Man, like the mm-hmm. other two yeah. movies. You know, mm-hmm. you can't. It's like pick one. You know what I mean? Yeah, Either yeah, it's definitely. a two and a half hour film about Ant Man, or it's this big sci fi opus. Now I love both. But don't give me a sci-fi mm-hmm. opus that's cut down to an hour and a half, because mm. that means that tells me that you guys were really filming a different film. You're trying to do they don't they don't work. You know what I mean they yeah, don't yeah. work. The other yeah, thing I didn't does... like, but I got more. The other things I mm-hmm. didn't like. I hated what they did to Modok. Hated right. what they did. To, hated that they made him Modok as well. Like like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I mean, this is this is rubbish, man. They did it for gags. Mm. And yeah, MCU's known for its gags, but don't do that. That was rubbish. It wasn't even funny. You know what I mean? It was like them trying to do whoever the writer was, it was like he was trying to do a different style of comedy to what he's used to. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like what annoyed me even further was like if you look at who wrote the previous ones, okay, Edgar Wright did the foundation of the original Ant-Man. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they brought on Adam McKay, okay? Mm-hmm. And in the second one, I do believe it was Adam McKay and even Ant-Man himself, Paul Rudd. It's Paul like, Rudd. Yeah. It's like, you mean to tell me you can bring back Adam McKay and Paul Rudd to write this thing? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You want Quantum Worm and stuff like that. Set the bound, and this is the same problem with Thor Ragnarok. Set the boundaries of what story you want to tell and what characters mm-hmm. are in the sandbox, and then let these guys do what they're paid to do. To you mean Thor Love movie. and Thunder? Yeah. yeah? You mean yeah, Thor yeah, Love and Thunder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love and Thunder. No, I do apologize. I like Ragnarok. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> it, it just. It just none of the jokes landed for me. They tried to set the stakes high and they failed in doing that because there was mm-hmm. no consequence. Nobody mm-hmm. died. For me, I would have killed off Cassie. She was getting annoying. Just the la- just yeah. just the lantern head. <laughs> the only yeah. one who died. They they gave yeah. us all these new characters and expect us to care about them straight away with like yeah. no real interaction. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. There was it's just so many inconsistencies. It's like Janet not wanting to speak about the quantum realm. Yeah, well, why? hang on. At the end of the last movie, they were sending Scott back into the quantum realm. So she was happy yeah. to talk about it then, but this never came up. Mm, you know, it's yeah. the MacGuffin thing. It's just everything's done to lead to the point. She wouldn't talk about what happened throughout that movie. It's like, how much time have you got that you can't tell yeah. them about this guy, Kang? No, no, no. Yeah. I can't talk about that. No, no. I'll tell you later. And it's just like, that really frustrates me in a movie when there's no real reason for you yeah. not to just say, this is what's fucking going on. Uh, sorry again, I'm swearing. It's just yeah. that that yeah. annoys me in every movie and any movie yeah. where you're like, Oh, I can't talk about it. Okay, you can't <laughs> talk about it unless you're gonna tell me, Oh, I can't talk about it. Why? Because if I talk about it, it's mm-hmm. gonna make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. If it's just, I, I don't want to talk about it, why? What did you do? That you don't want to talk about what you because you knock yeah. boots with the big bad villain. Listen, mm-hmm. everybody's done that at one point in their life, right? I, mean, yeah. I, think, I think the thing the, the, the thing is with Marvel in general, okay. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying this from day one of phase four, okay. Is everyone knows this that watch this podcast? I've been, I've, been, I've been saying this Marvel had a 23 movie home run, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This phase in general. Has been a 
okay, Disney need content and we're in mm. business with them. Let's scratch their back. But what we're mm. going to do is we have characters that fit what they want to do. Because if mm. it was another studio, let's face this, and this is where I give them praise a little bit. If it was under a different studio, they would have done a lot more race swapping. They would have done a lot more. They would have made an imaginary character. You know what I mean? But that's not what Marvel did. Marvel were like, we have we have Kamala Khan. We have, um, you know, all these other characters like Hawkeye's yeah. number two. They have those characters in hey, the comics. And, and yeah. Everybody. They already exist. So mm-hmm. we're going to give them their dues. Okay. We understand that they didn't work in the comics. But then it's their job to get them to work better on screen yeah. for people to care, and I don't think they've done that. I think yeah. I think we could all agree the movie missed Michael Penner as Lewis. Um, or yeah, Lewis. Totally. Um, mm. that it they it, it was it was okay, but um, I think I gave it a seven point five. Um, yeah, for, for me, the some of the yeah, I think for some for me, some of the humor did hit. Um, mm. Modoc, I wasn't too fussed about. Because again, I don't know too much of him in the comics, but yeah, I'd agree. I'd rather a different character than them trying to rehash you know the one from Man of the Wasp. But I would have, I would have preferred him to just still been Darren Cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are we making yes. him Modok? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sasha, what score did you give it? Five. Wow. Okay. Fine. Okay, fair five. enough. Wasn't, okay, so yeah, it's just average. It's just average. There's two average movies. Yeah, fair enough that i didn't like about it and yeah okay it wasn't it wasn't like oh my god this is this for me i didn't think it was oh my god this is terrible terrible i'll never watch Mm -hmm. it again i just thought it was just a five it was just average and that's the problem with it it's too average and i guess maybe Mm -hmm. i expected something on the same level of um what we've seen before um with these films uh preyton reed's a great director look Man gave us Luke Skywalker back at the end of Mando, so respect. But, bro, like, come on, man. I know you can do better. And, yeah. you know, he was doing a studio film, so, you know. Yeah. Okay, so uh, did you guys see Knock, uh, Knock at the Cabin? I did. Um, no, Shyamalan's new film. I did. Yeah. Um, Not seen it yet. I saw it. Um, I think I thought it started out great. Um, mm. Again, it's kind of, kind of straight into it. Yeah. Um, but it... Just for me, just didn't go anywhere. Um, I felt no real threat. Um, I felt the consequences of the individual characters were small. I didn't care enough about the characters to for them to not do what they needed to do. So, going into spoilers here, um, basically, these guys believe the world is going to end and they need these guys to do something specific to stop that happening. So, is their belief and. Um, yeah, I just didn't believe in any relationships enough to care about it. I mean, Dave Batista was was okay for his character, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I just I, I was at the end of it. I was like, what was the point? Um, so yeah, I think I gave it. I think I gave it a six, maybe, um, maybe a five point five. But mm-hmm. yeah, just I didn't feel it. But uh, Neil, you, I think you enjoyed it more than I did, right? Oh, I did. I gave it an eight. <laughs> Oh snap! Okay, I was oh, strong, strong movie because I think because as the film was going on, like I, I, viewers, listeners, I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna drop spoilers. So mm-hmm. like, 
fast forward if you don't want to hear them. For me, there was a lot of stuff that I gathered quickly in the mm-hmm. film. So, for instance, the like, I think it was very early in the film when I realized that they were the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. So, realizing that they were the four horsemen, and I was like, oh shit, okay, now I get who they are and why they mm-hmm. do the jobs that they do. And then I was like, oh, okay. Um, even realizing, because there was things to do with like, uh, so there's things like the seventh seal. There is a thing about the, there's these seals. And if all of these seals are broken, then it like hell on earth or the apocalypse or the end of days comes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, ble- I believe it's supposed to be the seventh seal. If the seventh seal breaks, then it's a problem for everybody. Mm-hmm. But Dave Batista knocks on the door seven times. Okay. Right. And then it's the whole thing of, you know, them being the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it was as more and more things progressed, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm really into this. I'm liking the the, the little nods and the light touches mm-hmm. that you're putting in. I love the fact that Dave Batista, because obviously you look at him, he's an absolute monster. Yeah, yeah. Right? But him playing such a meek character, like yeah, I, very softly spoken and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, him, this giant of a man, he's a kindergarten teacher. And I was yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, I think it's dichotomy is the word. I like mm-hmm. that. And I was just like, no, I was thoroughly enjoying the film. I get what you mean about they were very cut off from, mm-hmm. from like everything else. Where I know it's a small movie. I know it's designed yeah. to be that, you know, and you had to see everything happening through the TV. And yeah. I, I get that, you know. But I think it's like the more every time they jump back into the past and they reveal a little bit more about the characters, I feel like that was done really well. Mm-hmm. From even things of like, oh, you know, when you find out that Wrath was actually the guy who tumped up, um, I believe it was Andrew. Mm-hmm. Right. And these these things, the way that the film progressed to me, it was just, it was lovely. It was just lovely. Mm-hmm. It was well done. And I think the ending, I like the ending because it's, mm-hmm. to me, the ending of that film is going to sound weird, is like the life of a superhero. Mm-hmm. No one knows who you, like, as in like, oh, I have an, a secret identity superhero. Mm-hmm. No one knows who you are. No one knows that you are the reason that the world is safe. Yeah. 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 So, I uh, yeah, to- no, I, I, maybe I, maybe I didn't feel the relationship between the two partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe I needed more from the flashbacks to get more into mm-hmm. them and believe their sacrifice and their love for each other and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just, uh, yeah, it it just didn't meet my expectations, and mm-hmm. you know, I know that. Um, uh, what was the last one? Because the split, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. And then we got what was the final Glass. Was that trilogy? Glass, yeah. Mm, and it was just like you know, it had its moments and stuff. But um, the the premise and this and everything, I really liked. But yeah, it just didn't hit home for me. But there we one go. One thing I say though, right, is and it's going to sound bad, man. I'm not disrespecting him at all, mm-hmm. but. I really liked this one. And I noticed when it, when it ended, there wasn't really a twist. 
And I was like, not oh, as such, no. I was like, this brother's learning. This brother's learning. And then I actually wound up watching it twice. And the second time I'm watching it, and it come up based on a book. And I was like, right, okay. That's that's why there's no twist. There we go. <laughs> it's based on a book, and you couldn't mess with the ending. <laughs> um, okay, so another one. Uh, this one I want to give a shout out. I shout out before because I saw it a couple of months um, before, like I saw it back in October because it was released in America. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It's so much fun. <laughs> and I think it's such a great animated movie. Um, the wolf in this movie, uh, the villain is superb. He's voiced by Wagner Mora, who played Pablo Escobar in Narcos. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he is brilliant. Uh, Florence Pugh is Goldilocks. Um, got like the Cockney accent with Ray Winston and... Mm. Uh, I'm thinking of her name, who plays the mother, Olivia Coleman. Um, oh. You know, so yeah, just just some really great voice talent in this and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I would say if you haven't seen it, check out Puss in Bristol Last Wish. It is a lot of fun, much better than yeah. it has any right to be. Um, okay, another film I saw, uh, Babylon. Um, I really dug this film. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a real throwback. Fantastic ode to cinema. Uh, mm. Brad Pitt just... Very much like in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, just enjoying that role, like chewing up the scenery and stuff like that. It's kind of surprised he didn't get nominated more in the award season for that role because it was, you know, for me, it's a little bit similar, but maybe it's because it was a little similar. Um, like it's just, it seemed like an exaggerated version of him within that time period. Um, Margot Robbie, I thought, showed great range in this movie, some real acting talent, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it like an 8.5. So, um, have either of you guys seen Babylon? What do you think? Not yet. I ain't seen it yet. No? Okay. Um, yeah, it's a long movie. It's like three hours. But um, but yeah, I just think it, I think it's worth it. Um, and the soundtrack is phenomenal. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about some other movies. Um, let's talk about Creed 3. Because I think we could probably do a podcast on our own about this. But I am going to try and keep it short and sweet. Because I like to keep my friends. Uh, <laughs> but... I did not feel this movie. Um, I, I've i got so many issues with it, and the more I think about it, the more issues I have with it. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about a couple of them, and maybe you can fill in the blanks here, because I, maybe I don't understand. Obviously, because I, I started, re- started re-watching Creed 1 after I saw this, to mm-hmm. kind of make sense of it. But yeah, so like obviously in that first movie, when he meets... Um, meets meets his girl in the first movie he says yeah you know i was you know in in our gv you know i was in in our homes is there anything else you want to ask me in that first movie he was all about talking he was willing to tell everything Mm -hmm. that she wanted to hear and stuff like that but obviously he had to keep something secret for the third movie Mm -hmm. um it's there was no there was zero consequences Mm -hmm. for adonis in this movie he starts off being the champ and retires as champion. Mm-hmm. His friend, who he screwed over, sent got him sent to prison. Comes mm-hmm. comes along, and he and he, you know, he kind of tricks him into giving him a title shot. Mm-hmm. He wins it. He beat the guy, mm-hmm. and then he's pissed at him. So he's like, "Okay, I'm going to come out of retirement to beat you up." Mm-hmm. Now, what does that say about his character? I put you in prison. But now you upset me, so I'm going to beat you up in my hometown, in front of all my people. Everyone's supporting me, no one liking you, and people are supposed to care. Why would nobody? I didn't care. 
It's like you know, Dame was a good character, mm-hmm. but you know, he went to he went to he was in prison for eighteen years. Yeah, and he had he had no you know had no fights for eighteen years. Beats the beats the world champion. Okay, mm-hmm. it can, anything can happen on one given night. But then he goes toe to toe with this other guy. You know, Adonis was retired for like three years. Yeah, and he retrains and comes out. Bloody, you know, uh, Tyson Fury retired for that amount of time and came back out. Mayweather's retired for that and came back out. It's like it's not a big thing being retired for three years to come out mm-hmm. and fight guys at one boxing match in eighteen years, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be this big drama. Yeah, okay, he's big and powerful, mm-hmm. but if they'd allowed more time separation between yeah. Dame winning the championship and maybe beating up a couple of other guys mm-hmm. and him maybe getting, you know, more resentful for the fact that he keeps building off the success of what's happening. But there was just nothing. He has one fight, he trains for a few months and then he gets beat. Yeah, that's expected. Of course he's going to get beat. I didn't like the, I didn't like the animation style when they took it out and he had like the prison behind him and they had all the smoke okay. around the ring. That took out the realism for me. Um, every movie has felt like a proper grey boxing movie. And mm-hmm. then it's like, now we're going to this fantastical drama side of it. I get they're trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. The actual fight choreography was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. That was really, really well directed. Um, I had issues with the soundtrack. It was, wasn't impactful. Um, it just, yeah, didn't didn't move me, didn't drive. The montage didn't feel particularly powerful. Um, they used the Rocky tune at the end instead of the Creed tune. And it's mm. like, why are you trying to shoehorn that in at the end? Uh, the best thing about it was the daughter, the young girl, fantastic actress. And I did like the moments that he had with her. Yeah. And stuff like that. But it's like, he was upset that he let this guy down and that was his story arc. So, oh, I feel a bit of guilt. So to overcome my guilt, I'm going to go beat him up to make me feel better. It's like, What? What kind of motivation is that for your main character? So, yeah, I, I didn't feel this movie at all. I know a lot of people loved it, and fair play if you loved it, but for me, it's 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 weak. It goes like Rocky Five, then Creed Three. I'm just like, yeah, I've, I've, I've got no time for this movie. But Jonathan Majors, fantastic. I love him. Um, I don't think, for me personally, Michael B. Georgian can evoke emotion out of me like some other actors can do. I just don't feel it from him. Hmm. When he had scenes with Rocky, Rocky's the one that brings, <clears throat> and Sylvester Stallone, he's the one that brings the emotion out in those moments. When you go back to Rush 1 and 2, he's the one that drives the emotional parts of that story. Him on his own, nah. And, you know, I know they had to move on because Sly wasn't going to be a part of this one, and I think they mentioned him once or twice, maybe. They didn't. Um, but, not, um, mentioned him by name, not one time once when he talked about um when he was saying you know rocky did it being the unknown fighter beating opponent no, he doesn't actually mention it you mean when when donny and dame are talking not donny and dame when adonis is talking to his champion in their kitchen oh okay mm. uh he's like rocky did it you know that was that one mention you know um you know rocky would he have come out to apollo's wife's funeral i don't know but you know, it's just again, it's those little things, you know, make an excuse why he couldn't be there or whatever it is. So I agree, Rocky had his perfect exit in Creed 2, yeah. that fits character really well. I just didn't like how his character was handled in this movie in terms of explanation of what where happened, he is, where he was, our relationship, his uncle, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. 
but that's just me. But anyway, you tell tell me how I'm wrong. Well, you're not wrong. Everything is subjective. But I personally loved Creed three, mm-hmm. right? I absolutely loved it. The things that you had, some of the things you had issues with, I think it to me it's just a matter of perspective. So mm-hmm. because of the way the camera angle played it, mm-hmm. we see Donnie run off. But when he describes it as when he's explaining the story, he says, We ran. So it could be a thing of they both ran in opposite directions at the same time, but we only saw Donnie. That's not, I'm not like saying, oh, you can brush it under the rug, but I'm like, that's a perception that I kind of had from it. Um, Still didn't visit him in prison for 18 years. Yeah. Now that, the thing with that is I would say Donnie has to, he has to take, he has to take his L because of the fact that he left him. He left Dame on his own for them 18 years. Mm-hmm. However, I would say if you like, because of the fact that when he was a child, when it happened and Dame wrote him letters because he never received those letters as a child, he went from being what 15 years old to being early mid twenties. Right. When that early mid twenties is when he goes off and he meets Rocky. Mm-hmm. So he has all of that time where he's not received one letter, not got one phone call. He possibly, as a child, is probably thinking, "You don't want no parts of me." So whatever in it, Ch- children. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying it shouldn't be up to us to fill in the blanks. Late, yeah, it shouldn't be for us to fill in the blanks. But I'm just like, I looked at that, and that was the first thought that went through my head of, "Oh, this is why they haven't spoken for so long." Mm-hmm. And when he accepted, he was like. Yeah, I didn't get your letters, but it's on me that I didn't reach out to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you got to wear the L because you didn't reach out, but I can't give you a capital L because you weren't given relevant information that you needed that would have assisted you in making different decisions. Okay. Right. In regards, I, I blatantly feel like when this film is released on, on digital and on Blu-ray and all of that, there's going to be a director's cut because there mm. is the period of time between Dame winning and Creed coming out of retirement. I'm like, there's a section of this film that's missing. Mm. Because even when he's when he's having the um the the conversation with um what's his name? Uh, Stephen, the, the 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 boxing guy he's talking to, right? I, I can't remember what on the TV name. show. Yeah, on the TV yeah. show, I can't remember what his his name is, unfortunately, right? But when he's having a conversation with that guy, and he's like, "Oh, Dame's been talking reckless for months about you. He's saying you got no honor. He's saying you run out on your friends." I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sure all of that footage is is there. I'm sure mm-hmm. it exists and it's just not in the movie for budgetary reasons or for time constraints. It's just not in there. But I'm mm-hmm. like, because that's, that's to put that in there and say, this is a point of this, but we're not going to show any of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, somebody left something on the editing floor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, the, the fight, I know obviously it became like fantastical when they started switching up and they brought the anime in mm-hmm. whilst I I can understand that if you look at it in context to all the other the other eight films mm-hmm. that make up this whole franchise, it is out of purpose with it. It's out of shape mm-hmm. of it. 
I really, really liked it because to me, it was like, okay, this, this is what these characters are going through internally whilst this fight is going on. The I wouldn't have mind if I wouldn't have minded if the background faded and it's it just them two. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're blocking out everything around you and it's just about yeah. what's in front of you. It's when they bring the smoke and the bars and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, that I don't need. Mm. But I get the focus on them too. Because again, yeah. how much of a boxing match are you really going to show in terms of 12 rounds other mm. than the girl holding the cards up? So as a way yeah. to edit it from the third round to like the 11th round. Yeah. I get that. But I just didn't like the effect that they mm-hmm. used to to bring that yeah do you see what i mean sash let me hear your thoughts on Cree three i thought it was great i thought it fulfilled everything i wanted from a creed movie the thing is rocky balboa get, get you know i think i think they did everything they could with rocky everything was done in number two for the perfect mm-hmm. send off you gotta understand slide didn't want to do a spin-off originally given Rocky an e- definitive ending in Balboa without killing mm-hmm. the character off and stuff. He made another film that was motivational and to show that anyone can do anything at any age. That was a message. And it was fine. They brought him back for Creed kind of thing. And, you know, that's fine. But quite clearly, he, you know, he didn't want to come back to that character. You know, he wanted to do other stuff and whatnot. And that's why he wrote him out. You know what I mean? And he even said, like, this will be my last Rocky during during Creed 2. You know what I mean? Whatever. Maybe a cameo, but I think behind the scenes said more, you know, in volumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I always said from your previous episode when we did a creative control on Creed 3, the franchise needs to stand on its own two feet without Rocky Balboa. I said that till mm-hmm. the cows come home. Yeah, no, it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I felt they gave us that film. They gave us a villain that we haven't seen since Rocky Four. Because, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck it. Tommy the Machine Gun, I put no. him there. Because he, you know, sure, we didn't like him because it was a dip, because we wanted it in the ring, but not, you know what I mean? I don't think it. I don't think it was that bad a villain. I just feel we've had monotone villains for the past three movies since Balboa, mm-hmm. Creed One, and Creed Two. There was no character behind them. We didn't really see their point of view. We always had loud character villains. We had Apollo Creed twice. We had uh, what's his face, uh, Mister T, Carbalang. Um, mm-hmm. We had. You know, Drago. Drago Drago was great because he didn't say much. He was a character within himself. The way they Mm. used the camera angles, even the casting was right. He was like, I will break you. He's that, you know what I mean? That that, that Mm. sort of villain. And each one had their own kind of thing. So to have Dame to be a personal kind of story for Adonis, perfect villain in my eyes to go up Mm. against him. For the stuff they experienced together, like growing up in juvie, perfect. The abandonment, get it. I'm there. You know what I mean? Rocky not being in it, perfect. I felt the one, the one mention that was fine enough for me because it'd been mm-hmm. years since Rocky had left. You know what I mean? Man isn't even really boxing anymore. So why would Rocky come back? This is more of a personal fight for Ad- Adonis, you know, mm-hmm. for him. So 
you know, there was no need really for Rocky to be there other than to just be like, oh, you could like, like slug him in the left, you know, at the, at the end, just a quick cameo. And if Sly's mm-hmm. not coming back, I, you know, fair enough. I, I didn't mind it as much, to be honest. If anything, it made this film more focused on your protagonist and your antagonist. The only thing that I didn't like about this movie, I thought the score was shit. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. I thought it was rubbish. Then bringing the Rocky music made no sense. You mm-hmm. know, Adonis has a theme, and it's mm-hmm. a good theme. Use Adonis's mm-hmm. theme. Um, you know, um, I, I'll agree with Ken. The montage wasn't as good as a Rocky montage that we'd normally get. But then this is a Creed film. You know, the other argument is it's a Creed film, and maybe they're doing something different, and I'm okay with that. You know, I didn't think about it at the time while I was watching it. I was too busy going, yes, this movie's great. You know, mm-hmm. the fights. I love the fights. I'm sorry. I love the fights. I love the homage to anime in there. I even like the stuff with the jail cell and stuff because yeah. it was also symbolizing where Dame had come from, etc. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was more fantastical for the series, but you know what? That's what made this its own movie compared to the mm-hmm. other ones. It's not, you know, this is the Creed series. It's not the Rocky franchise. And they mm-hmm. stapled that in the fights. And that's what I loved about it. It gave it its identity. And I was like, wow, they're really going for the wall set. Wish they could tell the fucking composer to get on the same page. Um, yeah, but trying to, trying to, stamp, trying to stamp your own image in the third movie just seems kind of just pointless it doesn't doesn't well, no, fit because, the tone of the other movie both talking at the same time right. sorry i say it does fit when you think of it as in the character whose shadow you're stepping out of is not yeah. in it yeah because it's no matter what happens right creed one and creed two no matter what happens no matter what anybody thinks about it adonis creed might be the main character but he is co-star Equal yeah. billing mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Rocky because to, to Rocky and it's Rocky films. Yeah, but my point is, my point is, sure they, you know what? I do agree with both of you guys. Maybe they should have showed a passage of time in between the fights. You know, show definitely showing Dane doing more stuff so like slagging him off in public, or maybe he does something. I will admit that was missing, but then you know, it's you know, we're talking the runtime run there, and I guarantee you there was probably there was probably a lot more shot for this movie. Yeah, we'll find out when the yeah, when the yeah. blue, when, we'll, we'll find out when the Blu-ray comes. But for me, I loved every second of it. And to to be honest, like sure, like would I have liked to have seen Sly? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Sly. You know, he's not going to say say no mm. to Rocky Balboa just showing up in there like giving him a pep talk. That's all cool. I, I'm there for that. But after this movie, I'm okay if Rocky's not in the next one. To be honest, yeah, um, no, I, I, yeah, I, that so, wasn't that wasn't one of my bigger issues. Yeah. Um, for me, it was the actual yeah. Adonis character. I didn't mm. like his arc. I didn't think he went or achieved anything. And I don't. I just don't feel in these movies. I actually got to see Pete Adonis. It's like, why did he have to be retired in this movie? Why would he, or at the peak of his powers, he was champion, and his friend come along saying, yo, champ, how about, how about giving me a lifeline? You know, why did he have to be the promoter and come out of retirement? Mm. Like, that's the dramatic bit. It doesn't have to be that way. He could have been, yeah, okay, I'll give you a title shot, and he destroys him, and it knocks his confidence, and he has to come back from that, that he was a champ. He's beat all these number one contenders, then he loses to a guy that, you know, he 
he, you know, he hasn't had a fight in 18 years. That would have been more gratifying for me than just uh, Adonis is like, he's training in the first movie. He's, he's kind of on a title yeah. shot in the second movie. And by the third one, he's retired. It's like, I'm not, now where does he go? What's the, you know, if there's going to be a Creed for, why am I going to case? going to come out of retirement again. Okay, great. You've already played that I actually, card, got, I so. actually got I actually got I actually got an in there. I actually thought about that. I've got I've got an idea. <laughs> but right. that's we'll, for another, we'll another episode. All right. Another so, episode. Um, so, so what did you guys what did you guys score Creed three? Ah, I think it was like nine a, out of ten. A, a eight or an eight point five. I'm trying to let yeah. me double out check. Five, it's, it's it's a four point five. Nine mm. out of ten for me. Yeah, for me, it was a, yeah, a 6.5. Didn't care mm-hmm. for um, Okay, so uh, let's just talk about Scream quickly. Um, uh, Scream 6. Um, I, I quite enjoyed the last one. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, the last one was trash and stuff like that. But I was like, no, nah, I, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. Mm. This I thought was fantastic. The opening, the opening was brilliant. Um, you actually get a face reveal, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then you get that twist, and yeah, I'll just um, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to spoil this, Ash. Don't worry. Uh, this is a non-spoiler. We're talking about Scream because I know it's quite fresh. Just so, came out, but yeah, but yeah, it was, um, but yeah, it just took it in a different direction. I love the new setting. Um, mm-hmm. It just gave it different vibes. Uh, the tube scene was fantastic. Um, oh. You know, it was. Uh, you know, yes, you get your twists at the end when you're trying to find out who you know, who's behind it all. But um, yeah, I I just thought it was really, really good. And to be honest, you know, if it just finished there, I'd be fine with it. I think it wrapped it up quite nicely, but I still think that there's room to go with these characters potentially. But again, they need to keep it either in New York or take it somewhere else. You know, you don't want to be going back to Woodsboro and stuff like that. But yeah, I just, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I think I give it like an eight out of 10. Um, I thought it was a real solid movie and uh, mm. I really enjoyed it. I actually saw it in uh, 4DX at Cineworld. So it was my first 4DX um, experience. Mm-hmm. And I said in my review, I don't know what was more violent, what was on the screen or those seats moving. Because... <laughs> I know you Jeez, I was, a couple of times. I was thrown around like a bitch. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fantastic experience and for the right kind of movie. And when you have the stabbing scenes, they spray water in your face and stuff like that. And it feels like, oh, it was, it was, it was quite cool, I have to say. So, um, yeah, you know, there'll be some key movies. If you want to go see like Fast and Furious or something like that, Fast 10, that'd be a good 4DX experience, anything like that. But, uh, yeah, this nah, it was a, it was a good experience. It was fun. So props to Cineworld for that. But um, yeah, what? So Neil, tell me about eight point five. Uh, nice. Is literally Scream One, mm-hmm. Scream Six, Scream mm-hmm. Four, Joint Second. Mm-hmm. Everything else is cool after that. Okay. But, okay. So yeah. you rate it above Scream Two. Yep, I rate it above Scream Two. Okay. Okay. That cool. uh, movie was everything you mentioned. The train scene. The train scene <laughs> is probably my second favorite moment in a screen film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, the tension was fantastic. The build up, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so many good things in this movie. So, Sash, yeah, definitely recommend you go see this movie. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, any other films you guys want to talk about in terms of what you've seen recently? Uh, I have one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not a good one. Okay. Is I saw Pearl. I literally mm-hmm. saw it yesterday. Okay. So 
Pearl is the sequel, but slight, it's the prequel to X, which came out last oh, year. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. So X was one of the best films I saw last year. 8.5 mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Pearl is not th- as good as X, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I would say if you haven't seen X, do not watch Pearl. Because right, okay. if as much as I say I didn't really like it, there were aspects that I did like, and I think I liked those aspects because I've seen X. If I hadn't seen X right. and I watched Pearl first, I would have hated it. Hmm, okay. All right. Um, one movie I saw, it was uh, a Cineworld screening, uh, a secret screening. I uh, saw Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Ah. Uh, saw that last uh, Wednesday, which is cool. It's not out for a couple of weeks. Um, so mm-hmm. you'll see I really nice want to see uh, it was it was a mixed bag. So mm-hmm. it's definitely more faithful to like the game and you know the the mm-hmm. the Dungeons and Dragons world. It right. does. Uh, it, it there's quite a bit of exposition at the beginning to get mm-hmm. you going, but the way it's done is is really entertaining. Okay. Um, I thought Chris Chris Pine in it is very good. He's very mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, he keeps the story going uh, quite well, um, and. It's yeah, they do a good job of building the world, you know, showing you different creatures and animals and the hybrids between them, like you know, from humans to monsters and everything in between. Right. Um, uh, Justice Smith was you know good in it, I did enjoy him. Mm. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, I didn't feel in this movie. Um, uh, she's supposed to be like this strong character, mm. um, not that emotional and stuff like that, but I just I didn't get enough from her, I just I didn't right. feel it. Sophia uh, Lillis, um, mm. it was dark, not enough. Um, she needed mm. a bit more screen time, um, a bit more chance to go into her character and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that was a bit disappointing. The villain was okay. Uh, Rosé uh, Jean Page, fantastic. Mm. Brilliant in it. He, is, he, is, he delivered his uh, character fantastically well. Mm. You know, there was some good humor. There was, you know, big set pieces. Hugh Grant was actually, <laughs> Hugh Grant was very good in this. Mm. I have to say, I really liked Hugh Grant in it. Um, yeah, it wasn't a bad adventure. It's kind of sitting on that 6.57. I probably would have got right. more of a 7, but they did do an homage to the cartoon series. All right. And I won't go into spoilers here, but what they what that could have done and could have been could have been so much better in the way that they've used it so for me that was a real letdown because it's like you know what that could have really been something Mm. um and especially if this was to go off into sequels and stuff like that so um yeah that i just felt a little what you get a glimpse of something Mm. you're like oh that's really cool then they kind of take it to the next level you're like okay then they just take it that next step and you're like, mm, I'm not sure about that. So it'd be interesting to see how you guys feel about that. But yeah. um, there's there's definitely a, a correlation there, you know. So okay. um and yeah, it's you know, it's you know, it's a it's a good summer. Well, I say summer, it's not summer, but it, it's that kind of summer blockbuster kind of feel yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite grand in scale, mm-hmm. obviously lots of CGI and stuff like that, but you get that with these movies these days. And uh but yeah, I think I think it will uh kids I think kids will quite dig it, you know, families will enjoy it. Um so yeah, so so fair play to them. Fair play to them. Cool. Um cool. Um okay, so in terms of movie news, oh gosh. Uh okay, let's just talk quickly about some of the trailers that we've seen. Uh the flash mm-hmm. trailer, fantastic. Um mm-hmm. you know, well basically we want to see Batman. It should be it should be called 
Batman versus the Flash or something. That's yeah. that's what we want to. That's what we want to see. Um, Fast and the Furious Ten looks like generic as hell. Um, Indiana Jones, we got a nice uh, little teaser again with uh, the Super Bowl. Guardians Volume Three, that uh, that looks like it's going to be an emotional journey, definitely. Uh, Tetris Apple TV, um, that looks really fun. Uh, kind of digging that. Um, Air with uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck about uh, Nike and um, Michael Jordan and the signing of the shoes and stuff like that. That looks, you know, that looks going to be enjoyable. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy looks quite dark. Um, not too sure about that. And obviously, we've had the trailer now for The Little Mermaid as well. Mm, not too sure on that. I mean, look, it's for the kids. It's not for me. So I hope they I hope they enjoy it. But um, we'll have to see on that. Um, yeah. Any any tra- trailers kind of stand out to you guys that you've seen recently? Mm. Weirdly enough, you know the best trailer that I've I've come across recently was is Super Mario. Oh, I was right. just about to say that. I was just I about to say that. I've avoided the latest one because I feel I've seen it. Billion dollar so, yeah. movie. You heard it yeah. here. If it's not, I'll be. Pl- you know what? Yeah, I I, I will be upset. It's got to. It's got to. It has to be good. Has, you is, know what? Like the very hmm. fact. That Shigeru Miyamoto is all in endorsing mm-hmm. it. The fact that it's mm-hmm. showing up on the actual Nintendo Directs, man. Mm-hmm. If Nintendo are doing a Marvel where they're being protective of their property, yeah. I just the only thing I want from it, which I don't think I'll get because it's Illuminations. Remember how Pixar used to slice you the heart of the movie on its sleeve, the mm-hmm. emotional core. Mm-hmm. If they can do that with Super Mario Brothers, yeah. there'll be more than just a movie adaption. It would yes. actually be a decent movie. If they can yeah, do right, that correct. with this movie, man, that's it for me. It's like slam mm-hmm. dunk. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. If they can do yeah. that. Cool. If it's just another funny ha-ha, yeah, I'll like it. I'll enjoy it. Oh, they had this, they had that. But if they could make it an actual movie... The way Pixar mm-hmm. used to do with Toy Story, Monsters Inc., mm-hmm. Start of Art. If they could bring the emotional levels to that, that that, that it, it could be the best game adaptation of all time. Like, hands yeah. down. Yeah. At the moment, it's going to last of this, I hear. So, you know, <laughs> I've not seen last it. Of us. Last I, of I Us is something sure. special, man. Yeah. Have you I, both I, seen I, this? I've only seen, I've only seen, I think, the first episode or the first okay, couple of episodes. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's finished now. So the, the first season's finished, nine episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's done now. So you go. You can I've just, seen it up to is it Bob and Frank, mm-hmm. Bill and Frank. I've seen it up to them. But, but yeah, but, no, um, Mario. Every time they release something, I get yeah, I get more excited mm-hmm. for. I get more hyped. Yeah. I've not yeah, felt I'm, this way since Endgame. Like that's Ken, how you, you said that's the vibe. It's get, and the thing is, yeah, the thing is, mm-hmm. I know to Ken, like you know, he's not a Nintendo fanboy. Etc. I was mm. growing up, and then like the Wii came out, and then when the Wii U came out, I kind of like put it away. Okay, mm. moved to PS4 land and Xbox land, or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever land. Okay, just like I just stopped. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not up to date when it comes to the last gen's game. Okay, mm. but like literally, the kid in me come. It feel you know like like the feeling I get is how I felt with. Episode episode seven when I saw that trailer mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. with the fat menace how I you know like a Star Wars fan would 
that nostalgia thing is all over that shit with this 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 movie yeah. and to see like other gamers reactions mm-hmm. you know what i mean like people feeling the same way it's just like oh man like they they they've got they've got the core audience in yeah okay yeah and the only complaint is probably chris pratt's voice but for older fans like me i've been there from state dot that don't matter you know what i mean yeah like, yeah we'll have to see how it plays out in the context of the movie because it's really hard to, I've to seen, judge it via the trailers i've seen but, more yeah. of the performance now because yeah, of all the snippets, of, yeah. and i could i i can say i'm fine with chris pratt's voice he sounds mm-hmm. fine. Okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Cool. It's not, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of glad it's not, it's a me Mario, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I always want, I always thought, you know who I thought should have been the Mario brothers. That should have been the Al Pacino, Robert De Niro thing, man. <laughs> 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 it should have went full out Brooklyn, man. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm just going to rattle through some movie news here for our listeners. Um, because yeah. you know, some of these are just casual people, they might not know any of this stuff. So, um, Spider Man 4, um, a new deal has been struck between Sony and Marvel. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the Spider Man 4 script is being worked on at the moment. So, mm-hmm. Tom Holland is coming back. So, we will do a creative control episode on that and what we would do with Spider Man 4. Right. Uh, the Marvels, um, with uh, pre, you know, Captain Marvel pre- 2 in sense. Brie Larson. Uh, that's been pushed back to November. Um, mm-hmm. That was just announced via the new teaser poster. Um, Harrison Ford is going to be playing President Ross in Captain America, The New World Order. That's mm-hmm. going on filming pretty soon. Uh, Deadpool 3, Emma Corrin, who played Princess Diana in Crown, The Crown Season 4. Uh, she's been cast as the villain in Deadpool mm-hmm. 3. Um, Hugh Jackman has hinted at variants of Wolverine in this movie. He says it's going to be a dual role. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to play potentially are we going to see sort of the X-Men version of him and an mcu version of him um mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see um uh steven uh steven yun or yen he joins the uh marvel's thunderbolts um he's not confirmed who he's playing but steven uh, he's glenn from the walking dead he was oh steven yun yun sorry that's how you pronounce it so yeah so he's joined uh, we don't know the role yet but he's yeah. going to be prominent in thunderbolts um we're getting some new lord of the rings movies um warner brothers have got this IP and they they basically see it as their Star Wars. Uh, they want to start doing spin-offs, additional shows and stuff like that. Um, I haven't actually watched yeah. the one on Amazon. I've heard mixed things about that. But, um, it's not terrible. But it's not terrible, but in comparison to the three Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. obviously, I know we are, it's more in line with the three Hobbit films mm-hmm. than it is the three Lord of the Rings films. Right, okay. Um the uh, Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. <coughs> Rings, Rings of, Power. of Power. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, if you are if you like Lord of the Rings more than you like The Hobbit, then you will mm-hmm. like, then you will not necessarily have the greatest feelings towards Rings of Power. Yeah. If you like The Hobbit a great yeah. deal, the movies, then you probably be like, yeah, I'm good with, the, with Rings of Power. Yeah, okay, cool. I uh, tried about four times. I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, okay. Not, not um, uh, Hellboy is getting another reboot. Um, that's all we know at the moment. So we don't know what else is up with the last version. Har- David Harbour was great as Hellboy. There's no problem with him, but the movie itself was trash. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds is to star in producing a comedy for Paramount, which he co wrote, and it's called Boy Band. So it's basically a comedy about a boy band getting back together. Um, mm-hmm. 
Ryan Reynolds doing his thing. That, that should be great. Um, we're getting a sequel to Plane. So that's another movie that I've seen this uh, year. School so, Ship. School Ship, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's going to star Mike Coulter, who was in the yeah. first one with Gerard Butler, which was surprisingly not as bad as it should have been. It was it was all right, to be fair. Uh, but Mike Coulter, so he's gone off now, and it's about him like boarding his ship to try and escape, mm-hmm. and there's going to yeah. be pirates or something on that ship who knows um and we're also going to get a live action how to train your dragon that's in the works mm-hmm. at universal um so like the, director, like the director of the animated one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a case of great. they've seen house they've seen obviously game of thrones house of dragons and um all this other stuff and like yeah you know we we can do this we've it's it's, it's, it's a lot cheaper to do it now than it would have been like 10 years ago oh. so we're going to get a live action of that will they capture the heart no, nope. the animated. I'm no, not, I'm not same director. Same no, director. even if it has the same director, I think yeah. when we look at it like this, right? There is a certain level of there's a certain level of charm, a certain level of magic that comes with a certain with certain styles of animation, mm-hmm. and you absolutely can't replicate that with live action. Yeah, you know, it's thinking of toothless. Okay, yeah, you're gonna make toothless cute. But how cute is it going to look when it's alive? Unless it looks like Peach Dragon or something, it ain't going to be super, super cute. Mm-hmm. I've seen, seen what Sebastian the Crab looks like in Little Mermaid. Oh, that's probably the best modern day example. I was like, well, I mean, this little mermaid must be set in the Caribbean because he's still got the accent and she's black, so it's set it can't there. be set in yeah. the Caribbean because I saw the trailer and I was like, she's the only black person in it. <laughs> so, so her, that ship her, that her mother's probably black it. because her dad isn't. We'll just have to leave it there. So, no, well, no, um, I know that the, 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 the queen is black in it, but well, there you go. So, the queen's black I'm and like, then. Oh, damn, yeah, she's the mermaid. What's the what's the humans like? <laughs> um, they're, they're they're trying to conquer the Caribbean, isn't it? So they're they're just the white the white West who's coming to destroy oh, to destroy yeah. everything. Um, okay, so uh, let's just talk about the award season because obviously all the awards have mm-hmm. happened. Um, the Baftas, all quite on the Western Front, cleaned up. The Baftas, it kind of won everything. So yeah, a fantastic movie. Um, the only, the only thing that I disagreed with was uh, cinematography. Like, don't get me the wrong. Oscars. Yeah, mm-hmm. cinematography was fine, but then mm-hmm. all the nominees for cinematography. Come on, man! Like, why? Why are we shading out the Batman? Yeah, clearly yeah, the best shot. You, film you said it. You, you answered your own question. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so and obviously the Screen Actors Guild, everything everywhere, all at once, bros records for the most wins for a single film. Mm-hmm. Um uh, one best cast and uh leading actor, um mm-hmm. a supporting and supporting actor and actress did the mm-hmm. same at the Oscars. So one best film, best director, and it's the first film I think in Oscars history that's won three of the four major acting awards. For one mm-hmm. movie, yeah. so one best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Um, yeah. Brendan Fra- Brendan Fraser, you know, I still haven't watched The Whale yet. I've got mm. it, and I need to watch it. But I'm so happy for him as a person. Him yeah. and uh, Ki Hu Kwan. We were talking on before this started about like the nicest people in the world. It goes our friend D Lam, and then it goes 
Kiku Kwan and then he goes Brendan Fraser because they just they just seem like the nicest people. I'm gonna move them. I'm gonna move them to down. Are you gonna move Brendan? Oh, who are them, I'm moving down. Down right. They're they're three and four. Yeah, who's two? I'm Rhea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what else have we got here? So, um, I think that pretty much wraps up a lot of what's happened. Um, was mm-hmm. there any other surprises at the Oscars? Did you, um, yeah. or anything like I was, that? I was very, no su- well, I was personally surprised at an actress, right? So, do, do you think it should have been Angela Bassett? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, like. I just feel I, I uh, I'm gonna keep it very short. I feel like the because the academy, the members of the academy who select films and who pick what film wins, I believe that the majority of them probably still have a very kind of shady side eye view towards comic book movies, and I believe very much so that they will, as long as they can, not give a best acting performance to a comic book movie and before people jump in before people jump in the comments and start coming at me with joke with joker and heath ledger's joker what did joaquin phoenix win best actor Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be right but is joker a comic book movie would you classify it as a comic book movie forget Based on the the title. If it wasn't called Joker, if it wasn't if called it wasn't Joker, called I would Joker. say it was an amazing movie. The fact that it was called Joker, it lost like two points in my rating because it didn't need to be a Joker movie. Exactly. That was as a serial killer that. going through that, yeah, fantastic. If it, if because I'm like the reaction that got to that to that movie, if it had a different title, it would have had the same reaction, right? Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, I'm like. Are we really are we really gonna go out on a limb and say some of the performances that we've seen in certain films that have comic book superhero characters in them? Are we really gonna go on a limb and say that some of those performances were not worthy of nomination, were not worthy of victory? Right? Mm-hmm. Ramonda, that one scene in the throne room, I'm like look, there was not a better performance in all of 2022 than Angela Bassett in that throne room giving that speech. I got chills. Right? Got exactly. Chills. There's no one. I don't. It's very Have rare. I not that given I will be everything. Like, exactly. I very rare that I will be like, oh, you know what? I want to watch this scene in a film again and not watch the whole film. I could watch that one scene over and over and over again. I could watch it once a day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It is that impactful. Jamie Lee Curtis, as much as I'm super happy that she won, because I love Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm like, we're talking about sausage fingers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think, so, some other movie news. So, Jenna Ortega, she could um, team up with Tim Burton for Beetlejuice 2. Oh, yes. Um, so, um, that could be I, an interesting collaboration. I had a little bit of breaking news. Well, I didn't hear it. I literally posted it in our creative control what's that group mm-hmm. is that natalie emmanuel is going to star in the killer reboot mm-hmm. okay john woo and from what i gather john woo is directing the reboot Ooh. it's been a while since he's done something right yeah it's been a good while 
It's been a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, the trailer for the Turtles movie. Yes. Uh, I've really done that. Go back to the killer. Go back to the killer. Go back to the killer. Oh, I, God. I was buffering, bro. Like, okay, <laughs> so John Wee, of course John Wee's directing it. He ain't done mm. anything relevant in years. Um, why fuck, <clears> you know, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the reboot. Um, what he does with his own reboot, provided, mm. you know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Why? Why? You knocked it out the part first time, man. Why you, why you reboot? Maybe Hollywood were like, maybe it's a I case think... of Hollywood were going to remake it anyway. And he was like, yes, I'm gonna that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm, I'm going to remake my own thing. You know, I'm like, I'm like, ah. well, first you said, I'm going to reboot The Killer. And I'm like, one of the greatest action movies ever made, okay, like ever in Hong <laughs> Kong cinema. All right, I'm like, uh, what, what? Okay, that's gonna be. I was like, this is gonna be rubbish. Okay, this is gonna be rubbish. <laughs> and you said John Woo's directing it, and now I'm like, okay, maybe. But then I remember it's modern day action cinema now. Is it Hollywood money? Mm. Yes, it's done by Universal. Nah, it's it's gonna be waste. It's gonna be waste. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. I don't bloody care, man. You're taking one of the greatest movies of Hong Kong action cinema, period. Okay, and you're gonna mm. go give it to Universal? Nah. Nah, man. Nah, nah. I'm not gonna to totally write it off. Uh, what's the budget on it? Is it 200 million or is it like... I have no idea budget? what the budget is. I just know that... If it's a 200 million dollar movie, it's going to be a 12A as we rubbish. All right? Mm. If it's if it's like a medium budget movie, we may have hope. Only mm-hmm. because it's John Woo. But I'm not excited for it because, mm. you know, what, we're rehashing greatest hits here. Like, what's going on? What's the next one? Is Agent Tequila going to come back but not be Charlie and Fat? Is Charlie and Fat even cameo in? Like, come on, man! You can't, you can't be like doing no killer movie without Charlie and Fat, man. Like, Jesus, <laughs> man! <laughs> Why? Why is everything good in the world getting ruined? <laughs> um. So the, oh, the other thing oh. I wanted to just mention quickly was um we spoke about that Hellboy reboot. They've actually cast Hellboy. Um, yeah. it's gonna be yes, yeah, it's, it's uh Jack Kessie. Um, cool. Go now. I haven't really heard of him. Um, basically, in Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. you had Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah, who was one of the prison- that's him. The guy who played oh, okay. him is playing Hellboy. So he hasn't been in a lot. Maybe that's good for the franchise, but yeah. I would have thought, you know, you either need to go for a kind of an unknown or it needs to be somewhat big. And they yeah. probably tried with David Harbour fails, so maybe they're trying to go for an unknown now. But there we go. So that's him. Um, but yeah. yeah, just going back onto the Turtles trade, I really dug mm-hmm. it. Love the animation. Got that kind of um, Spider-Verse kind of vibes from it. I love the fact that the um, the Turtles are voiced actually by teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be aimed at probably a younger audience. But the, the rest of the cast is stellar. You know, Jackie yeah. Chan is Blintar. You've got um, uh, John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> es- um, Giancarlo Esposito. Espetito, yeah, exactly. He's back to Stockman. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's lit. The cast is just, yeah, on fire for this one. So, yeah, hopefully, good things for that. Yeah. Okay, I think that's it. 
Yeah, it's a good trailer, right? Yeah, I so, really enjoyed it. Solid. You know what? Like them, them getting <coughs> doing typical thing teenagers would probably do anyway with the watermelon and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I thought I thought that was pretty funny, man. I thought I thought they've got you know what they did in that trailer? They got the vibe of who the turtles are in that trailer, and they did it more than they ever did in anything in the last two live action movies. Totally. Absolutely agree. They nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, Right. So this podcast has gone on about half an hour longer than I wanted it to, but look, we had a lot to cover. So, um, but yeah, that's what you get for being on hiatus for like uh, (laughs) for six weeks. So, uh, but yeah, if you're still here, thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. If you skipped the last, you know, skip through it, just seeing what you want. Hi, thanks for sticking around to the end, at least. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining. You know, look, I um, really appreciate everybody who downloads our episodes, listens to it, streams it, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, you know, we're everywhere. But yeah, we really appreciate your support. We do it just because we love talking about movies, but the fact that other people spend time listening to us is just really appreciated. So thank you very much. Um, so yeah, if you haven't, make sure you hit that like and subscribe um, and share it. Share it amongst your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so anything else, gentlemen, before we sign off? No, no. Cool, cool. Well, thank you very much for joining me, guys. And uh, yeah, until next week, peace out. Peace.